Kathy, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is another week. We welcome you to the Sports Hangover. I am Gus Kattengill at GCAT underscore 17. A way to tweet at me on Twitter. J.D. Kleber, the intern's Twitter handle. And, of course, our very own at ESPN Radio Nola. Got a couple of questions of the day. We'll hear from Jordan coming up later this hour. Some interesting ones. One has to do with the Saints. One has to do with the Pels. We will talk about last night's heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, possible, should-have-been, could-have-been, maybe, almost, but wasn't, fifth straight win by the Pels. They got Memphis tomorrow before coming back home. We'll get into all of that and more. Everything that happened over the weekend as well. LeBron went off on Saturday night. Um Demands, perhaps, or possible situations going on in the NFL. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, what he tweeted last night and wrote in a post-combine notebook that has Saints fans going, huh? Which is why it's one of our questions of the day. So we'll get into all of that and more. Let me quickly give you the guest list so you know what it is that we're going to be talking about today. 12.30, um, Andrew Lopez is going to join us. We will talk about that game last night. The referees, the missed free throws. Joker, we got a lot to get into. Before that, you'll hear from the locker room here as well, as we'll discuss all of that and more. Also, uh, coming up at 105, LSU lands a pretty big recruit in the transfer portal. Arizona State Sun Devils star QB Jaden Daniels. He's a Tiger. He's committed there. What does that mean for Miles Brennan? What does that mean for the rest of that quarterback room? Brody Miller from The Athletic will join us at 105 to discuss that. And the plans now is spring football is going to be starting here shortly for pretty much everybody. I know Tulane does this week. Uh, we'll get the schedule from him when it comes to LSU. Rafael Esparza, 115. If you check out the UFC big fights over the weekend, thoughts on that. Larry Holder at 130 to talk about what Jeremy Fowler's tweet is and the fact that tomorrow is the franchise tag deadline. One week from today, one week from today, it is legal tampering in the NFL for free agency. One week from today, you will start seeing tweets and possible agreements and deals for free agents. They cannot sign until Wednesday the 16th, a week from Wednesday, Officially, that is the start of the new league year. But you can, quote-unquote, legally tamper. So you can come to an agreement in principle. You can do all those things. I'm saying you can't back out. But you you will see, a week from today, deals. Who signs where, free agency acquisitions, the work. So we will keep an eye on And I'll ask Larry a list of players here. Obviously, Teron Armstead will be one. You, you know what I've been saying? Is Jameis Winston a Monday headline tweet from... A source or somebody at where they go there. So we'll touch on all of that and more with Larry. At 2.15, Marlon Favorite will join us. And Steve Worthy, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, it is their media day. 
Uh, he will join us at 2.30 to discuss the upcoming tournament. It is the weekend before the NFL draft this year, so there's no overlap. There's no, you got to choose one or the other, not if you did, but if you, whatever. Uh, we'll get into all of that. So, again, it's right around the corner. A lot of different things here is we're now, you know, really well into March here. Congratulations to the Colonels. Nichols defeats UNO Saturday, their third regular season conference championship in the last five years. Uh, their reward is they get a couple of games off, and then they get right back at it. Conference tournament later this week. So we'll focus on that coming up later this week. How about um, the Lions in the world of baseball? Southeastern um, having a, a nice win over against Arkansas. Number three, Arkansas. The Lions go up there and... Uh, win the first game, lose the next two, four to two, eleven to one. We'll speak with Matt Reiser coming up later this week here as well. Tulane takes the series over Mississippi State, winning in dramatic fashion Saturday and Sunday. A walk-off homer on Saturday. On Sunday, got to call a fun game as they get a run in the eighth and hold on in the top of the ninth and win that series against number nine Mississippi State. So a lot of excitement there in Uptown New Orleans. LSU played three tough games, 1-1, lost to Texas, lost to Baylor. They beat Oklahoma over the weekend in Houston. So we'll get into all of that and more and update you as we normally do throughout the week. So that's kind of what the the setting sort of is moving forward. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation with all of that and more. And as I said we will start with, obviously, what took place last night in Denver. There's good and there's bad. And, and and obviously, when you lose, you're not happy about it, especially in a game where you, you would have liked to have won. Down 21 and then getting up to leading by 10 in the second half. Down 21 in the first, come back and battle at, at halftime. You get some momentum as Brandon Ingram literally grabs a loose ball, flicks it over his shoulder. Ingram just picked it up at the timeline with about a half second. He spun to his left and just threw up a right-hand hook, and it counts. No. Yes. Oh, oh my B.I. Sheesh. They were excited. Ty Graffinini and Daniel Salerson has heard here at ESPN New Orleans B.I. after the game on that half-court shot. Um, that was a um, God shot, that one. I, I didn't even look at the basket on that one. Um, but I was I was glad it went in. It definitely started something for um, our third quarter going into the third quarter. And um, I think we were pretty solid in that third quarter. Things were looking good, especially come that third quarter, second half. Getting to the fourth, key big shots, felt like a heavyweight fight, man. Ingram, left-hand dribble, picked up by Austin Rivers, drives, pulls up 10 feet off the glass, and in! No way, Brandon Ingram! Duke on Duke crime! He called bank. I heard it. 122-116 at the time. That is the Pelicans' lead with 125 to play. So let's get to it. The good and the bad, because that's where it starts. The Pelicans could have, should have, won this game in regulation. First off, they were battling, and we will get to it throughout the game, felt like 5-on-8. I mean, I'm not that guy. Even in the NOLA no-call, I wasn't that guy. 
Of course that call mattered. Of course that call would have given the Saints a first down. It could have been a tie. I get it. Saints still took the lead. Saints could have stopped them on defense. Saints had the ball in over. I, I get that. But in this game, it, it's tough to overcome. I mean, it, it, it just is. And again, I, I'm not by any means saying that, that was the reason. You make your free throws, you still can what you know overcome it. But that's what we we would be saying this morning. If the Pelicans would make their free throws at the end of the game, Bi missed some, Devontae Graham missed some. I mean, it it it, it was brutal to watch. But that honestly might be one of my storylines today, right? Pelicans overcoming what they battled on the court, and what they battled. Was 49, I'm sorry, 43 free throws by the Denver Nuggets. They shot 29. 43, 34 of 43, Denver. They scored 138. 34 points of the 138 came at the charity stripe. It was remarkable, to say the least. Um, thought it was called differently both ways. I don't know where the consistency sort of was. Even at the end of the game when it had nine seconds left, they inbound Jokers crossing the midcourt line. This is in overtime. He jumps up. CJ McCollum literally has his hands out at his side. Joker jumps, gets caught in the air. They call a foul. I guess they just assume the Pels are trying to foul there, but literally no one touched them. <laughs> so that, that, that was most of the night. Um, in the fourth quarter, 19.7 seconds left. I took a screenshot of the television broadcast. Which, by the way, I had the graph on on the app. And again, I encourage you guys to do this. I love AD and I love Joe Myers. I have both on. I have the TV loud enough that I can hear it. And I put the phone by my ear and you listen to the graph make his calls. You go to the Pelicans app. It literally says, listen, if you're within a 75-mile radius of the Smoothie King Center, that includes the North Shore. Tap it. It's free. You can actually hear the radio call and watch the TV call. It's a little behind, but it's still great to sort of hear both versions of the calls here. But anyway, I'm watching the broadcast, and here it is. Free throws this quarter. Mind you, the Pels lead 122-120 to with 19.7 to go. The Pelicans in that quarter, this is the fourth, with 19.7 seconds to play in the game are 3 of 5 from the free throw line. The Nuggets are 15 of 19. 19 free throws in the fourth, 5 for the Pelicans. I That's just hard. I mean, that's hard to overcome. Um, Again, there's so much, man. I, J- Joker was incredible. Pels did a remarkable job through three quarters. At the end of the third quarter, he then goes on to score 30 points. After the end of the third quarter, he scores 30 points in the fourth and overtime combined. He's the reigning MVP. That's what MVPs do. I saw a lot of this on Twitter, and it's accurate. A game like yesterday, all those people that, you know, trade Zion, what what would Zion do and help? A game like that last night? Zion would have mattered. A, he might have gotten them to commit some fouls, right? Maybe Aaron LeBron Gordon, who had 
a career night. I mean, I, this guy was unstoppable. Number 50 for Denver. So having a guy like that in the paint, maybe Joker, you know, Jokic would have to defend him. Gordon would have to defend him. I mean, it would have helped to have a guy like that. But that was the problem. I was listening to the radio broadcast, and Daniel kept the track. He went back. I think, Daniel, you said 738 was the last stop in the fourth quarter that the Pelicans got. Now, again, and, and again, I am not that guy. The refs and all that. The, the Pelicans aren't the 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th team in defense in the NBA. They're not the 20. They're like top 10 the last couple of weeks. This is a team that knows how to defend. Per the officiating last night, not, not at all. I mean, again, 43 free throws, 34 points, 34. So apparently the Pelicans forgot to play defense, don't know how to play defense without being fouled. Meanwhile, on the other end, it was interesting how physical they were allowed to get. But again, despite all of that, and that's why I'm saying there's good and bad last night. You should have made your free throws. I thought Willie Green yesterday showed he was a rookie coach. I thought he sat Brandon Ingram too long. Guy was cooking. B.I. had an incredible night. Ingram finished with 38 points. He was 12 of 24 in 40 minutes, was playing tremendous. Five boards, nine assists, a block. But he sat a long time in that fourth quarter. And by the time he came back, it, it, it was it was a slugfest. It was mano mano, bucket for bucket. Pels couldn't get stops. I would have liked to have seen him come in a little earlier. Maybe a timeout to, to quell that, to maybe give your defense a breather. Altitude couldn't stop him again. Seven thirty eight. Daniel was tracking it. That that that, that that's with seven thirty eight left in the fourth. From that point on, the Pelicans didn't get a single stop in the fourth quarter. It was either free throws or a bucket by Denver. You're, you're not going to win many games that way. But again, that's what it took to beat the Pelicans. Essentially, a team went darn near an entire quarter without getting stopped. They went to the free throw line. Darn near every time. Jokic was unstoppable. Gordon was unstoppable. The guy needed 30 points after the third quarter. It took all of that. Missed free throws. All of that. To beat your Pelicans. I mean, that, that's how I'm looking at it. I was, I was agitated last night. Of course we are. You're looking at it like, man, that stinks, right? Should have won that, man. Make your free throw. It's not easy. I hear it, man. But you, I mean, B.I., Graham, these are good free throw shooters. On technicals, they're missing free throws when they got it. You just, ah, it stinks, right? Malone, their head coach, got tossed in the game if you didn't watch it. Look, but this is the sixth team in the Western Conference. 38 wins, tier 27, and it took all of that to beat you. That's what I think we should focus on. Now, how do you rebound from that? That was max effort, a game you should have won, and you got Memphis tomorrow. They're the third seed. Had briefly the second seed. Same game as back of the Suns right now with Golden State. Memphis 44 wins, 22 losses. Golden State 43 wins, 21 losses. But again, it took all of that to beat the Pelicans. Like I said, I thought Willie could have done better. He said it afterwards. We'll hear it. 
I thought it might have been one of the worst games for C.J. McCollum in terms of floor generalizing, you know, being the general there. He said it after the game as well. Just kind of felt he looked out of it a bit yesterday. We're waiting for him to, this is when he need to have a guy like that. And he owned it up at the end of the game. So did Willie. But that's my point. It took all of that to go to overtime, and you still had the lead in overtime by four and couldn't hold on. So as we go to break here at 12-16 on a Monday, March 7th, I'm actually feeling more positive than negative about that loss. Should have been. At this time of the year, every win matters. But i love to hear from you about that. Andrew Lopez will discuss that at 12.30. Open lines, though, next segment. If you want to chime in, now mix in some sound from the locker rooms. And Sports Hangover, we're just getting started on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Markets starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safeguarding discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, Morris will inbound it. Long! And it's stolen by Herb. Three on one break. Give it up, Herb. He laid it in anyway. He says, I got a graph. With a left <laughs> hand. I mean, it was three no, on you're one. Right. You're right. I would have given it up, too. Who else uh, got their steps in? You know, I got the Apple Watch there, and it counts my uh, my steps and everything, your heart rate as well. I probably need to look to see where that was. I would say third quarter on. I was just stepping back and forth. That felt like a playoff game. That felt like a playoff game. And, again, it's one of the positive things I take out of this. It felt like a playoff game. And, and you got to see how this team sort of reacts on that. It's something, actually, that Willie Green talked about yesterday. 
After the game, Willie Green touched on the fact that games like this, as tough as they are, to lose it, I do think it's valuable. Back and forth you go. A league MVP, which, by the way, is allowed to act like a child on every single play. Make or miss, my goodness. I mean, if you're going to tee up C.J. McCollum for arguing a call, this dude here, I mean, it was like watching soccer. I'm not offending soccer fans here, but I mean, seriously. I mean, but by the way, also, do these officials, they, they need tutoring. And again, this is why my argument about officials being full-time officials would help the NFL. No, you either are a good official or a bad official. These guys do this for a living. And they don't know what a travel is. The Denver Nuggets were allowed four to five steps at a time. Literally, Graf was calling some of the plays. Again, I had the phone on my ear. I mean, literally, he was calling a takes five steps. I mean, Graf would make calls where literally he would describe a Nuggets player taking five steps. I mean, <laughs> the, the shuffling, the the absolute just travels. And then when they finally called one, oh, oh, oh. I mean, the 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 antics. Sorry, I'm letting it go. Anyway, back to head coach Willie Green of your New Orleans Pelicans. How a loss like this can help? It's, it's really valuable for us, and it's going to continue to build our guys, build uh, our toughness, our, our, our mentality going down the stretch. And, um, you know, you give Denver credit. They, they did what they needed to do down the stretch to win the game, but we'll be better for, for going through these type of uh, experiences. So, again, as I said it in the opening segment, and – there's good and bad into this. And, and again, I, I, they're learning experiences, as he's just saying as well. And, again, I, I thought Willie Green has done a tremendous job, a magnificent job. Um, and I think it's something he's going to learn from yesterday. Again, I, this is just my opinion. I don't even know if many people saw that or tweeted or if it's the right thing. Or, you know, Todd and Daniel would probably know better if this is the right amount of time that they normally bench or not bench, but sit players and bring them in. But, I would in a game like that when they're making the run, Bi would have been up. We'll we'll you know we'll cart you to the airplane, man, or carry you. I just I, I need and look and he played forty minutes. I mean, so I understand that, but um, so I thought that doubling Joker, uh, Jokic earlier, which they finally did towards the end of the first and in overtime, um, you know, just making somebody else beat you when the guy goes into MVP mode. Just things of that nature. I, I, as I said, CJ McCollum, I, I, he just, he just looked out of it. I, I, I thought, I, I was wondering if he was injured or had like a stomach bug. He just didn't look like himself. He didn't have that explosiveness. And you would see him occasionally in the game. I meant to text Todd and Daniel, see if they saw it as well. You kind of see him like grabbing at his leg or kind of humbling. Now, it could have been because he got hit. There was contact. Again, they were allowed to be a lot more physical against Pelicans players. Then vice versa, okay? But here's Willie Green and CJ talking about how they both could have been better last night. Yeah, I think they did, they did a good job of taking Jokic off of Billy, uh, and putting him on, uh, one of our perimeter guys. And, and we cut, we, I, I should have done a better job of, uh, recognizing that and running some things to get us going. But, you know, overall, uh, I'm proud of our group. You know, emotional win at home against Utah, a uh, really big win for us. And then to come on the road and play against a playoff team. And go into overtime, um, over and over again. We want to put ourselves in this type of position down the stretch 
couple minutes left in the game with an opportunity to win. And we'll, we'll, we'll take that every, every night. Like I said, 12-23 on a Monday, March 7. Considering how the season started, 1-12, 1-13, whatever they were, um, you'll take that every day. It, it, it took a lot of things to go the Denver Nuggets way to beat the Pelicans on the road. Looking for their fifth straight. I'll take it. Out stinks the Lakers lost. The Warriors couldn't pull it out on Saturday. And, you know, things are a little tight. I told you this already. March 26th and April 7th. That's when you're going to find out if this team's a playoff team or not. In that stretch, it's the Blazers. The Spurs are in there. Lakers are twice. I mean, that, that Clippers, that, that's when you're going to know. But it just stinks. Here's C.J. McCollum taking the good and the bad. Yeah, I mean, you take the good and the bad, understanding that, you know, we dug ourselves in a hole, right? You know, we got off to a poor start, took a lot of energy to fight back, got a lead, didn't sustain it. I had some some mental errors on some of our rotations and our coverages, some bad fouls where we gave up and ones. You know, every possession matters, especially when, you, when you're trying to pivot and get ready for, you know, playoff contention. So you got to really kind of lock in. You, you guys will remember, you know, the missed free throws or missed layups, things of that nature. But there's a lot of little plays throughout the game where we had coverage breakdowns. We didn't rotate properly out of the doubles off the, off a of joker. We're not closing out with the stick-handed shooters. We're giving up offensive rebounds. Those little things are what matter, and that's going to be the difference between us, you know, taking that next step. A little bit more on how this is a growing experience. You know, we got to close out better. i got to do a better job of getting us into stuff faster. Um, I, I, I take responsibility for some of the lack of execution, late shot clock situations. Balls in my hands. i got to make sure I'm, I'm putting us in position a little earlier, a little faster, getting a better grip grasp of play calling and what I kind of want to run down the stretch of games and then we got away from some things where we didn't we didn't get some of the their weaker defenders in the action so I got to do a better job with that but I mean this was a very winnable game we started off slow gave up a lot of points in the first quarter but we bounced back well um, in the second half and uh, this is a winnable game we gave away uh, but credit them they played well this will be a good learning experience for us going forward I played in a lot of games like these so I got to do a better job of I'm taking control, not just scoring, but, you know, making sure everybody's in the right spots and kind of being that calming influence down the stretch. So, again, I, the, I think that the key thing out of this is you do take the fact that there was a lot this team could have done and should have done, but you have to be in those positions and you have to do that. I mean, everything's going there. You, you had to lead late in regulation. You had to lead in overtime. Now you got to close out. They've done a better job since the beginning of the season of closing out. I, that sheet in in the studio that had, what, 14 double-digit leads blown last year. We haven't even brought that up, right? We haven't even brought that up. So you hadn't seen this a ton, and again, it took a Herculean effort. I mean, what, what Joker was doing was ridiculous. Yes, his antics as well. The guy makes everything. He doesn't miss. Threes, free throws, you name it. I mean, the guy's incredible. Legit. CJ. Uh, He's very hard to guard. Um, He can score at all three levels. He gets to the free throw line. He uses his body well. And um, uh, the refs um, know how he plays. You know what I mean? He knows how to throw his head back. He knows how to pump fake. He knows how to manipulate the game better than... Anybody I've probably seen do it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. Especially when you're allowed to travel. <laughs> I'm a little bitter. I'm sorry. I just, 43. 
43. You know, forget the total. Forget the total. I'm going to go back to what I told you earlier. 19.7 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. They had 19 attempts. Pelicans had five. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a tremendous disparity. In that quarter, when they're trailing by 10, you know, trying to come back and take it into overtime. <laughs> 19 to 5. I really am not trying to be that guy, I promise. Brandon Ingram on the learning experience. Very important, you know. Um, I think we will look back at this one. And if we get a chance to play Denver again, we'll, we'll have, um, an adjustment and, um, we'll be well prepared when we, when we go into, um, Denver again. Um, I think it's good for things to happen like this so we don't get complacent. So we can continue to push and, Try to be um, a better team by by the playoffs. I'm sure their adjustments better than what I was tweeting. People, I would have went Cobra Kai. I, you can't do that. I'm sorry. I, there's no sweeping the leg. Would have done a hard foul, maybe. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm not. Tuesday, Wednesday, back to back for the Pels. They're at Memphis tomorrow. Come home and host Orlando. Then on Friday, host Charlotte. Sunday, host Houston. Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, host Phoenix before going back on the road here. San Antonio, Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago. That end the stretch that I'm telling you. Call it the gauntlet. You know, I always like to use that gauntlet phrase when it comes to the Saints schedule. It's March 26th, Saturday, hosting San Antonio. A back-to-back the next day. It at least is here, but it's the Lakers. Saturday, March 26th, the Spurs. Sunday, March 27th, the Lakers. You do get a couple days off, but you got to go to Portland on Wednesday. Then, you get a travel day, and on Friday, April 1st, at the Lakers. Sunday, April 3rd, at the Clippers, and at the Kings, Tuesday, April 5th, if they're still in there, and then Thursday, April 7th, host Portland. That That's my gauntlet. San Antonio, Lakers on a back-to-back, at Portland, at L.A., the Lakers, at L.A., the Clippers, at the Kings, host Portland. Thursday, April 7th, two games after that, before the end of the regular season. At Memphis, host the Warriors. Now, Memphis and Golden State could be battling there for the second spot. So who knows where, where they'll be doing it. But again, March 26th through April 7th, you, you, you will know. It's all there. It's right there in front of you. That's the beauty of it, though. If you're the Pelicans, you want to get in, you want to get the ninth seed, it's right in front of you. Beat the teams that you're playing, and it will happen. March 26th through April 7th. It literally is that easy. In the meantime, try to get as many wins as you can before that. This home slate coming up four straight, I think it's big. Orlando, Charlotte, Houston, those all got to be wins. You got to go three and one. Phoenix, you've beaten them, but you got to go three and one there, right? Orlando, Charlotte, Houston, Phoenix. Those are your next four after Memphis tomorrow. So I think it's key. Get out to the Smoothie King Center. Help them get those wins, man. If you can get three out of that four-game homestand, uh, it'll definitely will help you because you've got that gauntlet coming up, and it's towards the end of the season. Body aches, legs are tired, but everything's on the line. That's what you want. This is what you wanted. Quick break. We come back. We'll talk to Andrew Lopez, get his thoughts on the game last night, and moving forward, 
It's your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Oh, you take the left, I take the right, under arrest, we're under fire. Oh, 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 I don't want to go to heaven if I can't get in. You take the low, I'll take the high, you lock the gate, I hear the quiet. Everybody got a problem with the way I live, I don't want to go to heaven if I can't get in. Get in the zone, auto zone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, changing your oil. We've got what you need. Regular changes are the best way to keep your engine running smooth. We'll help you find the right oil for your make and model and everything to help you finish the job right, like drain pans, filters, and funnels. And we've got more ways to get it all fast, like our next day delivery and our free same-day pickup, in-store or curbside. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Colon cancer is a leading cause of cancer-related death for men and women in the United States. Yet, thanks to improvements in screening and treatment, colon cancer deaths continue to decline. Most colon cancers are treatable when detected early. Colon cancer most often occurs in older adults. If you're age 45 or older, talk to your doctor about screening. If you have a family history of colon cancer or a personal history of bowel disease, ask your doctor when you should start screening and how often it should be done. Ask your doctor if a less invasive alternative to traditional colonoscopy called low-dose CT colonography or virtual colonoscopy might be right for you. Remember, colon cancer is highly treatable when detected early. Schedule your screening exam today. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Herb to the paint. Throw it back out long to McCollum. McCollum with three. Crosses over. Drives on Rivers. Got to go. Herb right corner three at the shot clock buzzer. And he drained it. Are you serious, Herb Jones? Herbert K. Jones right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Daniel, for giving us the middle initial there. 3.59 to play. Pelicans up 10. Again, that game was so tough to not be able to secure. Andrew Lopez covers the Pelicans and the NBA for ESPN. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm uh, a little bitter, but you know what? I I think there's a lot of good to take out of that, but, man, that was a tough loss. Yeah, that was... uh... I think it, it it hurts a little bit more because you were you were down twenty one, and you you fought back. You take the ten point lead. Everything is going your way. Mike Malone gets tossed, uh, and then Nikola Jokic decides he wants to play basketball, and that was about it. <laughs> the things just kind of kind of went downhill from there last night. I took a screenshot. Nineteen point seven to play on the broadcast. Free throws in the quarter. Pelicans 3 of 5. Denver 15 of 19. Should I focus on that more? No, because here's the thing. 
they have the MVP who likes to play down low and is going to be aggressive, and you had nobody attacking. Should Brandon have gotten a couple more calls? Maybe. But a lot of those free throws came early in the quarter when Aaron Gordon was attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that fourth, uh, I think uh, Jokic was like 9 of 9, so 10 of those free throws were coming from other people. Uh, from them just being ag- aggressive, and they started to get that whistle. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think this was a, a, a refs game. Um, I mean, if you're going to look at the refs, you, you, you know, like, my thing has been this year. Now, the if you if you wave your hand at an official, that's a, that's an automatic technical foul. But I can stomp on the court and pull my jersey up over my head, and that's nothing. Um, so if that's your issue, that, mm-hmm. that he didn't get technicals, okay, I, oh, fine. There's, uh, you know, if, if Boogie Cousins would have done some of the things I think that Jokic <laughs> would have done, maybe, you know, maybe maybe we don't have that same sort of, uh, of, of whistle. But, um, you know, he, he does, and I think that, that's your only gripe, I think. Um, you know, two-minute report will come out here in a few minutes, in a, you know, about, about an hour or two, mm-hmm. but... I, I, I wouldn't focus on that other than, I mean, the fact that I'd focus on is the, the missed free throws for New Orleans. You had one in, at 19.7 when I think Devontae was going through the line, and then there was another right after that. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd point to those misses more than anything else. Okay. I'm still going to harp on the fact they had 43. I mean, <laughs> that 43 attempts, man. 34 points out of 138. But look, I, I think one of the things that I, I definitely want to get your opinion on on this is we talked last week with several people, and I said, you know, the C.J. McCollum trade, I think everyone, rightfully so, focused. We will get to Zion back in town and at church on Sunday. Um, but we all focused on that on trade. What was that? So Zion was everywhere on Sunday. He I was. was, <laughs> I, was, I, was <laughs> I was waiting for him to, like, show up, like, at, at like, the Riverwalk, like, taking pictures. Like, he's going to go to the aquarium. <laughs> I mean, he, he, there's a there's a there's a penguin at the aquarium named Zion. Maybe he was going to go see him. It was, it was a fun-filled day. It, it definitely did seem like he wanted everybody to know he's back in town all the way around. It did, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so that's a good thing. But we'll get to that here in a quick sec. But we, we always thought about, and rightfully so, that move was to you know keep him happy, keep him here, make the team better around him, all that stuff. And I almost feel like we maybe didn't focus enough on what it would do for Brandon Ingram. I mean, the guy played. Again, incredible yesterday. Thirty-eight points. The bank shot late in that game with a buck something left. You know, falling away towards his bench was incredible. I mean, it's like Tim Duncan. Like if he start if he starts adding bank shots to his arsenal on purpose, dude. How much better can Brandon Ingram get? Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we've already seen. I think the a, a change in him this year, and it's. We've seen the playmaking, right? And we've talked about it before. His assists um, are up now. I think he's averaging seven and a half assists in his uh, since the All Star break, or something like that. Overall, his assists are up. His um, potential assists are up again. He's a more willing playmaker. But I think the biggest thing that he has done this year is, is stepping up on the defensive end. I think that's where he needs to. Uh, make the next like jump jump in his game. His shot has kind of taken a little bit of a dip this year, but he's been working with Fred Benson the last few practices and trying to get that back right. So 
what you see, I think, from Brandon is there's still a lot of room to grow, uh, especially because there's a, a, a guy there who wants to continue to get better. You know, this is a, a former All-Star who has already cashed out his big, you know, his first big contract. And, you know, uh, oh, earlier in the week we saw him. I, 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 he's working with Fred Vincent on the goal that's close to us where we walk in for practice. And I, I kid you not, I don't think his right foot moved off that free throw line for the 25 minutes that we were in there. Mm-hmm. Just Fred tweaking, working on his shot, working on his arm. I mean, he works, he's working on his free throw, and then he'll work on his shot. Like He wants to continuously get better. And I think whatever mid-range he's going to continue to add, everything's just going to be there. He's just going to keep growing. Speaking with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans for ESPN and um, the rest of the NBA here as well, which I want to get to because Ja... The seemed like last week, the story was he could be the face of the league, should be likely heading that way, things of that nature. So we'll touch on the Grizzlies tomorrow's opponent. But, it, you know, there it is. There's a report. Zion's on his way back to New Orleans. And then, as you mentioned, uh, he was visible yesterday. Lots of photos from everybody taking snapshots with him. Do we see him Wednesday on the bench against um that is that is my belief is that when when they return here to uh, to New Orleans they they promise to play Memphis on Tuesday uh, in Memphis they return here for the back to back we see him uh, Wednesday night on the bench uh, against the Orlando Magic it, it is my belief that he will rejoin the team be around the team be at mm-hmm. home games do the whole you know the whole nine um, once once they are back and when they are at home he will be a, a visible presence. And I, and I think that that's good for everybody, don't you think? I mean, I think, look, and I think what you saw, especially from that 39-second bite the Thursday after the All-Star break before the Phoenix game with C.J. McCollum kind of ending it, you know, saying leave the big fella alone, he's rehabbing, we'll open up, we'll welcome with open arms, y'all are making, you know, Andrew, it's your fault in the media. I really have felt at least last week it, it was it wasn't the barrage that we had two weeks ago. Obviously, a four-game win streak helps, but I think – as I mentioned, the gauntlet of March 26th through April 7th, where you're facing the Lakers, the Clippers, the Spurs, all the teams that are in and around you, you know, that's going to determine it. And I think having him during this four-game homestand, the crowd into it, seeing him on on, on the bench into it, I I think all of that can really help. They need to go 3-1 and one in that homestand, bud. Yeah, they definitely need to to start getting some dubs, but I mean, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to be that that big of an issue, especially on that uh, homestand. I mean, Orlando, Charlotte, Houston, Phoenix. It, it Phoenix is will probably they they should have Devin Booker and Camp Johnson back by that point. They'll just miss Chris Paul, but I mean, you just you beat them by fifteen at home mm-hmm. without Chris Paul and and those two guys. So you you can get some things going here on this homestand, and, and having Z around for for the vibes is is not going to be. Um, not going to be bad right now. You know what I mean? So the, the, the fact that he's coming back is is, is going to be a big deal. I think for him too, right, to be around that team and kind of see how they're getting it done too and get and get into it. Um, is there, you think, uh, hope, Andrew? Well, looks like we lost him. Buddy, see if you can call, um, call him real back here because I want to ask him if he thinks that maybe we will see him uh, or not there. And obviously tomorrow night against Memphis and you just heard over and over again last week so many people talking about the play of Ja Morant because he's been playing out of his mind the last couple of days 
and in the last couple of games, I think he, what, he had a 52-point performance there as well. Uh, that place is going to be bumping there tomorrow, so I see, Andrew, we got you back. First and foremost, do you think we're going to see Zion possibly play at this season? Uh, at this point, I still think that would be more of a long shot than not. Um, first, I want to uh, blame Jordan for hanging up on me yes. just now. Yeah, right. uh, I just want to let everybody know that it was 100% Jordan's fault and not anybody else, especially not mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but it, I, I still think he, he, look, he hasn't even started the, the, the full weight bearing stuff. He, he hasn't started playing one on zero. He hasn't started playing doing anything like that. So I still think you're, you're a ways away from him taking the floor. Yeah, there's what, six weeks left in the regular season. I guess season ends on April 10th, so we're about a month away from that. It, it, to me, it's still maybe a stretch for him to to get back this year. I think mm-hmm. this is now maybe just something about working on his his, his health, his long term health, rather than um, you know trying to get him back in the immediate future. Now things can change. Uh, the, the fact that they showed significant bone healing and he is coming back was a change, uh, maybe from what people were hearing. So. You never say never, but I, I think you are, you are more looking at trying to um, uh, trying to get him healthy and then just see where he is uh, more than it a, a move to try to you know get him on the court. We wrap up, sir, with um, obviously tomorrow night's game. Ja Morant, uh, I cannot listen to a morning show the last week or even an afternoon show or put on NBA Today and them not be debating. Is he the face of the league? Can he be? He's averaging 27.6. The last several games have just been nothing but highlight reels, right? I mean, he had 52 a couple of games ago. What? I mean, he's... The whole season has just been a ridiculous highlight. No, I mean, he's, he's been insane. Like, seriously, he had 52 um, back on the 28th, and he follows that up with 38, 25, and he's in a slump. He had 22 in the game Sunday in a loss against Houston. But... Man, that, that's a tough team. The Pels back in the day with Drew Holiday and stuff, you know, hadn't won most of those games. But this is a different Memphis team. This is a it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. Yeah, uh, you know, this was one of the first games I think that TJ played in. So you, you get really your first look at I think maybe some adjustments that they made from that game. They, they haven't had the success against Memphis. Uh, maybe that they they like. I think they what they played them um, twice this year already. Uh, remember it? No, they got two games left against Memphis, so they they split with Memphis already. So, which is which is a great thing that you can you still have another shot at them. Uh, but last time was the first time you really they kind of stepped up. But that, I mean, that was a that was a tough one where you're you're still trying to incorporate CJ into the lineup. Um, I'm pretty sure John didn't play that game, so you, you really have only seen right. him once this year. Uh, so it's look, Ja is fantastic, has been fantastic, will continue to be fantastic, but you're playing better than you were playing fifteen days ago when you played them or however long it was, twenty days ago. So I I think it'll be a good matchup tomorrow night. And look, and obviously when you see those highlights and you see how he's playing, you, you tend to think, Oh, well, you know, that, that might be a loss. Look, since the all star break, they've lost four or seven. They've lost two of their last three. So I mean, they're beatable. I mean, you know, it's like I mean I'm not you get what I'm getting at? It's just you, you get that sense and feel, or Ja and the Grizzlies are playing so well, and they are. And they were, you know, for a quick sec, the two seed 
in the Western Conference. They're having a tremendous season, but they have lost four of seven since the All-Star break. So let's see what takes place tomorrow night in Memphis, man. Appreciate the time as always, Andrew. No problem. Thank you. And apologies for Jordan hanging up on you. Yeah, terrible, terrible. <laughs> there he goes. And Andrew Lopez is the way to follow him over on Twitter. Quick break. We come back. We will actually check in with the intern and see how he is doing right here. Are you home for Pelicans basketball? ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in the Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Tom. Now for our questions of the day. I could tell it to you, but you know what? Makes Jordan feel um, special when we go to him and see how he's doing. Really? You have to introduce me like that? Well, I mean, I am. It's an intro. I mean, it does make you feel special. We can tell us about the questions of I the mean, day. Before, and I get to check in on you. You know, see how you're doing. Before I even before I even get on, I mean, I'm already getting drugged. I'm no, already getting rolled over. Not by at all. Like two buses. No, I I don't for, know what you're talking about. Um, Andrew Lopez. I don't know what you're talking uh, at all. Well, I, no. Anyway, the questions of the day, guys. Monday's question of the day has to do with your New Orleans Pelicans. Give us the good and the bad from Sunday's Bells loss against the Denver Nuggets. The final score being 138 to 130. We do have a few responses that I can go over here. Um, Neil says the only negative besides officiating was missed free throws. Your bench has to produce when in Denver. 
We're all going to use that excuse. We're just going to blame it on the altitude, okay? Mm-hmm. Blaming it on the altitude. Um, Joel said, good, competitive with a very good team. Bad to miss clutch free throws at the end of the game to win. The other question of the day, we already have 84 votes on something that we're going to talk about because a lot of news going um, around the quarterback situation in the NFL but we're going to stick to this topic right now. Who would you rather have put out there as a poll question, Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, like I said, 84 votes. 92% of those votes goes to Jameis Winston over Jimmy Garoppolo. And that kind of brings into the next bit of information that has been the lead story all over um, the national media today, and that is the Aaron Rodgers situation of what he is planning on doing this off season, and uh, it looks like he wants fifty million dollars, Gus. Fifty million dollars, yeah. Apparently, um, is being called market altering type deal out there here as well. Look, also per the reports that are coming out, the Packers letting it essentially be known: if you want Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna have to pony up picks, yep. young players. The the phrase being used is cripple the franchise that he is going to. Well, look, first off, I hear that. I hear him wanting to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And Jordan, the first thing that pops in my head is, I don't know if I'd do it. I don't know if I'd do it if I'm Green Bay. Now, I know that sounds absurd, back-to-back MVPs, but it's also maybe a reason why I feel that way. He's won the MVP in back-to-back years. Have they gotten to the Super Bowl? No, they have not, Gus. When you pay somebody fifty million, you, do you remember when when they paid Drew twenty million? Remember, remember Drew was the first quarterback at twenty. Um, yeah, and everybody lost their bleep over it. Uh, we can't can't pay anybody else because you're paying Drew. You can't get anybody in free agency because Drew of his cap re- number. Drew was the reason. Exactly Drew, right. He was the reason why they didn't win another Super Bowl. That was thirty million less than this. I, I believe the, the term was greedy. Yeah, yes, greedy. But that's my point. If this guy wants to win in Green Bay and he wants to pay Devontae Adams, right? Who, by the way, like Lugan franchise tag today, um, to, to buy them sometime. But that's my point. Like, who are you going to go get? Where are you going to go get? Where's the money? You know? So I, I don't know. I, I just, especially with all the stuff, look, he was, he was supposed to give him a decision. We're a week away from legal tampering, nine days away, right? Next Wednesday. From the start of the new league year, I mean, it's what are we doing here? You, you know, I I don't know. I, I think it seems like a lot to deal with. To be honest with you, that's just me. And here's my thing: is it worth doing that? I don't know because you know, obviously, if he goes, Devonte goes, you're no longer going to be a team that's the one seed. I, I I get that. I understand that. But I do think there's part of that as an organization that has to look at it and go. Okay, at what point are we resetting it? Or, or kind of like the Saints are right now, right? Where it's not a full reset. They're still competitive. You know, obviously the cap people are going to say, well, you're over the cap. Stop it. I, I think they can still do some things. They can still go get a quarterback. They can still draft. You know what I'm getting at? Like the Saints might be in better position in the next three to five years. I mean, they can win a Super Bowl this year. Never know. I don't know. Depends who the quarterback is. But I don't know. I don't know. If I'm Green Bay, the man literally has won a MVP the last two years. And we've never gotten to the big game, right? No, if I'm the if I'm the Packers, obviously I'm I'm still taking phone calls, uh-huh. but at the same time, I gotta make sure that price is right for the the franchise. So, other than that, um, 
I, I'm I'm sticking with you know kind of what I got in Aaron Rodgers, and then um, with the whole poll question of the day, I don't know where you lean on this. If you would rather Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo, but well, you know how I I'm saying with oh you know I, I'm saying with Jameis Winston. <laughs> okay, yeah, and this isn't me hating or anything of that nature. I'm just he, Kyle Shanahan is a pretty good offensive guy, isn't he? Like, we've talked about this. Same neighborhood, you know, even part of town as Sean Payton. If that man thinks he can't win with Jimmy G and would rather give it to Trey Lance, well, they drafted another quarterback. If he can't get it done, are you telling me that Pete Carmichael's going to get him to not throw passes in the end zone, to not be an act? Now, we have seen the best of them. Right? That game-winning drive, that drive against the Rams that kept the Saints out the playoffs. I mean, it, he is capable of playing good football. But let's not forget, he comes with a big number, too. He comes with a very big number at quarterback with in terms of money. So, no. Like, I, no. <laughs> I just, I, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with I'm with Aside the, from I, the fact I saw Jameis I, Winston, what, in a quarter this weekend, right? You saw the photo? He's in a quarter? Yes. Shopping? Yeah, pictures with two fans. Yeah, just, and they were so he's but, here. Hey, but I'm, I'm on the Jameis Winston bandwagon, but I don't agree with your argument. I don't think it's the best argument on why. No? The That's a pretty good argument. <laughs> no, because look at Jameis Winston. What were we saying about yeah. him a few years uh-huh. ago? We, uh, how are we going to change the quarterback that Jameis Winston is throws more interception okay. than any other quarterback in the league. All right. But then you're saying the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. One big difference. I, I'm still in the Jameis Winston. One bag, big difference. Right, but... One big difference. Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay had three offensive coordinators, like two different or three different head coaches. None of them are really any good. It, it, they're not in the same level of Kyle Shanahan and Sean Payton, offensive coordinator-wise. Head coaching-wise, it was a disaster over there. Okay. Cal Shanahan is a much better head coach, is a much better offensive coordinator than they work there. Moving Jameis here, much better head coach, much better locker room, much better environment, much better offensive coordinator. So, But you lost a few of those things. I mean, you lost, you know, learning from one of the best. You've also lost your head coach. So, I mean, is it really that much of a, you know, yes. Maybe you, you're reverting <laughs> yes. back. You're not going to convince. So, there is there is no way to convince me G- on Jimmy G. I, 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 there is no I, way to convince James, me on Jimmy G. I'm, you can't I'm do it. James Winston can't but do at it. At the same time, I understand. Look, here, here's the other thing too. From his time there, throughout, I mean, you, you don't hear the locker room speak about him the way Saints players have spoken about Jameis Winston. Right. Correct. So and that's a valid point, and it's, he's already been integrated with the city of New Orleans. And I know it doesn't do much on the field, but it says a lot um, to the organization and and the the surrounding fan base. Are you ready? You ready to see Zion Wednesday? He's going to be on the bench. He's going to be on the bench. I think the second they show him on the big screen, the crowd goes, but I think they stand up. I think they stand up. You think so? I think think they should. They they better. I think they should. Because that little gesture will go a long way. It will be shown on SportsCenter. It'll be shown on first take. It'll be shown on everything. NBA Today on Thursday. Zion back in New Orleans was on the bench last night as the Pels take on the Magic. Being shown on the big screen, there's Zion waving. And then, you know, there there's everybody standing up clapping. 
They're not going to show. That I think. Trust. I think they need to. I, I guarantee. They, they, if they, if they to, show him, if they show him on the big screen, and the SKC stands up and applauds, I promise you, it'll be on television. Because you know, you know, the opposite, think... the opposite would be right <laughs> if they show him. <laughs> no, they'll show him. They'll show him if, if he gets booed. Yeah, they'll show him if no, he gets booed, I think I think they should. No, it. I think they show him back because again, I'm a producer at ESPN in Bristol. That's the first time we've seen him in that building in months. If they show him in the broadcast, he's on the bench. I promise you, it'll be the very first thing you see in the highlight. Scott Van Pelt will be like, to New Orleans, where the Pelicans were hosting the Magic, and look who's there! And it's Zion on the bench. I guarantee you you the highlight package starts with him. did a few, a year or two ago, when he was on the bench and he was sleeping. No. (laughs) That's that's it. It's all the time we got for Jordan. We'll check in again next hour with you, sir. (laughs) Stop it. It's not going to be sleeping. That's Jordan, the intern. Go check out our two questions of the day. Um, when we come back, let's talk a little LSU football. Um, they added another quarterback. He's pretty good. Poor Miles Brennan. Poor Miles Brennan. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. We're out of the brand name, but we do have the generic version of Serene's Pharmacy can't keep up with allergy season. Who's next in line? They need certified technicians to alleviate the headache. Ma'am, I'm so sorry for the wait. We'll have your prescription filled soon. I need some help. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, 